Welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. And today I'm sitting with Christian Hogue, and he is the director of marketing for Fiocchi. And I love, you can tell he likes duck hunting because that was his phone, and it sounds like a quacking mallard, which, interestingly <laughs> enough, only the female mallard quacks. And we were duck hunting today. <laughs> we so were. That's even, that's even cooler. I like it. I'm sorry about that. Let me turn that on silent. No, no sweat, man. I think, it's, I think it's awesome you got a duck on there. I didn't yeah. even know you had that. Yeah. So, director of marketing for Fiocchi. And what's, what's neat, Christian, is you've been – You've had a you've had a couple jobs in the outdoor space, you know what I mean, and and you know I first met you when you were at Remington. Yep. Um, you know, and and you had a big job over there, and and working with those guys, and you know, literally an iconic gun manufacturer. Um, and you know, you played a played a part over there, which is awesome. But talk a little bit before we get into Fioki, um, you know, and the shotgun shells and some of the really cool new stuff that you guys are doing. Let's talk a little bit about your history, just in the outdoor, you know, the outdoor space. Yeah, um, you know, I started out uh, in the outdoor space uh, doing consulting work, uh, funny enough, market research. Um, started doing some work for, uh, you know, uh, Gerber and, and um, uh, Leatherman uh, through an agency that I was working for. And um, that led into a relationship I, uh, I had with a gentleman that was over at Danner Boot, who then left and went over to become a director of marketing over at Crimson Trace. Oh, okay. um, and so I did some some work for them for a while, which then led into uh, a relationship building with uh, Smith and Wesson, and then that led me doing some work for the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, again, it was just getting tired of doing the consulting work. It was kind of you know you know paycheck to paycheck kind of type of work, and uh, you know always wanted to work in the outdoor industry. And then all of a sudden, uh, I got a phone call saying, "Hey, you know, Remington's looking for." A, somebody with your skill set would you be interested in, in talking to him and I said well she I can't hurt to talk to him so talked to him and then six weeks later I was living in North Carolina working for Remington so <laughs> <laughs> um, and it all kind of happened real fast and then uh, I was with uh, Remington for a little over eight and a half years um, had a r- really great time there again really wonderful people to, to work for um, you know in terms of uh, marketing and, and, and uh, product management and whatnot. Um, and then uh, just came uh, time to, we're making a lifestyle change with, uh, you know, COVID kind of, I think, made everybody reevaluate what was going on. And and then uh, this opportunity with Fioki came up and, uh, uh, you know, another brand that's been around for a long time. And I just thought it was a good time to make a change. Well, let's let's talk about the history of Fioki because I, I think everybody... I mean, if you shoot a shotgun, you know, you know what I mean. You sure. know who you know who Fioki is, and it's a great time to be in the ammunition business right now. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> it it it, it, uh, it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great time to buy, but it's a great time to be in that, in that industry. But talk a little bit about the history, because I think a lot of people may not know. And uh, you know, to be honest, I don't know. But give me a little bit of the history of of Fioki, how they came about, um, and just the growth. Uh, you know, because it's been crazy. You guys have expanded so much yeah um you know uh, Fiocchi was founded in uh, Lecco Italy uh back in 1876 and I'm not I'm not Italian so I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this a little bit I, I think it's, it's uh Gioni Fiocchi um started it and they were primarily uh making uh gunpowder in 1876 in 1876 so we're talking about a pretty rich history yeah um so they've been they were been doing that uh you know Lecco's in, in northern Italy uh right on the shores of Lake Como um, and just kind of a unique location, uh, you know, over the years, you know, again, they started, you know, making black, you know, powders, 
uh, for ammunition and other other uses. Uh, and over the years, right, it uh, obviously we had a few world wars that, that happened in there. Um, it was uh, pretty much decimated at one point during World War II um, and whatnot, and rebuilt. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then you know the family's been you know owned it for for uh, up until I think like the last five six years um and then their you know the, their family continued to grow um and there were there were there are still members of the family that are associated with the business to this to this day um but uh you know there were lots of members of the family that wanted to get out of the business or not be associated with it and then uh, a majority share of the business was uh, sold to a private equity an italian private equity firm um a few years ago um and then we've been running under that ownership uh since then and then uh in uh october of uh, 2020 um fiocchi acquired um Basquiari and Pellegrini, uh which is another shot shell manufacturer in italy over in bologna and so we're kind of combining forces. Um, we're completely vertically integrated in terms of primers, cases, powder, shot, the whole nine yards. So you guys are doing it all. We're doing it all. Um, we, you know, we not we, a lot of folks know us for shot shell, um, which is kind of what we're really, you know, kind of That's known your for, for to target and, and hunt. Um, but we also do a lot of uh, centerfire rifle ammunition, uh, pistol ammunition, and rimfire, so- high end rimfire. So on the shotgun side, it's been a zoo. And and here's the thing that, that blows me away about you guys. Um, in a time, and, you know, a lot, of be, a lot because of COVID, but a lot because of the situation in the country right now. I think a lot of people are scared. You and me were talking about this in the truck earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more people buying shotguns, handguns, rifles, ARs, a little bit of everything. And some of it's because they're worried that may go away, you know, some of our freedoms. And the other part of it is for self-defense. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like, man, I want to make sure I have this. But there's been a run on every single type of ammunition. I mean, literally, it doesn't matter if it's BBs for a BB gun or 50 cal. You know, if if people can get it, they're stockpiling. And, you know, and, and it's the same story I have guys come here hunting all the time, and, and, and everybody's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm getting as much as I can. My closet's loaded. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. But even though you guys, like every other ammunition company, you're pretty much selling out of everything, or I think, you know, you'll have to, you know, tell everybody, but, you know, you guys are still innovating. You're still coming up with new stuff. I mean, we were talking earlier, and I don't know how much you can share, but you guys are constantly innovating, and, you know, the TSS stuff, you know what I mean, for, for turkeys. Let's talk about one, the ammunition shortage in general, what you guys are doing to try and help people get ammunition that want your, you know what I mean, that want your ammunition. But also, let's talk a little bit about what you guys are, are doing to help improve, you know, your company and, and the products that you guys are releasing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, I think the last couple of years have been kind of unprecedented in terms of ammunition demand. Uh, again, I think there's a lot of factors that are, that you're completely aware of and your, and your listeners are, are aware of in terms of social, in you know, up social unrest uh you know the covid pandemic people having a lot of free time on their hands you know looking to occupy it you know and then good know, point for you know for yeah, sporting too i should have mentioned that for, for those of us that are you know yeah. already participating in, in 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 these activities right i mean now that you if you have free time and you're not at work and you got other things well why not go to the range why not go out and go hunting right so you know that 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 increased demand <clears throat> normally probably wouldn't uh, put much of a strain on demand, uh, you know, in terms of our ability to produce and, and uh, have it available on the shelf at retail. But then you, you throw in there the, um, uh, the the need for, 
I just lost my train of thought right there. But let me see if I can pull right back out of out thin air here. But uh, um, trying to get um, the, the, when you add eight to nine million new gun owners, you know, in a year, um, <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have an effect on things. And, um, you know, I, I think the main thing I want your listeners to understand is that we are constantly running our factories. Uh, you know, we have, we've been producing ammunition here in the United States since 1983 uh, in, in our Ozark, Missouri facility. Um, we just opened up another facility, new facility in Little Rock, Arkansas um, last October uh, as well. And we can't produce it fast enough. But you guys are trying. We're we're running three shifts, twenty four hours, you know, seven days a week. Uh, uh, I literally can sit in the office and watch the ammunition being made on one side of the property, being moved with a trip, you know forklift over to the what would be the warehouse, the empty huge building that we've got, um, and it just gets pushed onto a loading dock, wrapped and parceled up, and and right onto a truck and gone. Um, you know, and and with that again. There have been some logistical issues that I'm pretty sure everybody's aware of in terms of, you know, a lot of our components <laughs> are coming from Italy. So, um, you know, mainly it's just the loading that's, that's happening in, in Ozark and Little Rock. Um, uh, we are building, you know, pr- projectiles and some other stuff around there. But, you know, the bulk of our products coming over from Italy and, you know, with container ship delays, um, you know, with, with port issues, um, you know, we're getting stuff sent to us, you know, via rail and then it gets hung up in yards, just trying to get trucks to, to bring it down. So, um, you know, as we manage those to the best of our ability and while at the same time trying to, to service our, our retail customers, uh, to make sure that we at least, you know, have some product on the shelf, we're not able to, completely fill you know we could probably pick a handful of customers and fulfill their orders right to, to you know 100 percent. but, but you you're know, trying to get some you know we're, what we're that's the that's the main thing is that we have a lot of you know uh, retail partners that we want to make sure that we try to service them as best we can so we try to spread it out a little bit so that we get a little bit of something for for as many people as we you know retailers as we possibly can um our our retail model is a little bit different than than others we don't necessarily do um big box retail uh we do a lot of mom and pops uh kind of uh gun shops um we do some regional um uh players shield sportsman's warehouse and things like that and then um and then wholesale distribution so you know retailers have the opportunity to acquire our product and have it on their shelf through through normal distribution channels it's just a matter of you know whether or not they're they're able to get their hands on it um, like like i said we're we're making and shipping as much as we possibly can and it's it's uh Crazy it's, it's a real challenge and um you know we're, we're doing the best we can and and we're we're very hopeful that 2022 will uh get back on track and and see some improvements on that front well and it's interesting to me i, I like the way you guys are doing that and a lot of people understand that like they're like why are we only getting one case of shotgun shells at our local Big R or hardware store or Joe Bob's, you know what I mean, uh, you know, gun shop. And that's a good point. It's because you guys are trying to spread that demand out to a lot of different people. So it's not that they're uh, not trying to get the ammunition to people because um, I know dove season even was a zoo. Like people were like, we need we need shells for doves, man. I mean, we, we had runs on things that we w- we just never anticipated that target shot shell for shooting clays, whether you're just recreating your backyard or you're competing, 
would be an issue. It's it's never been an issue in the past. Um, you know, typically it's a, a a normal product that we make every single year, and we and you have plenty service the service the the uh, demand pr- pretty well uh, along with everybody else. Um, but I think that you know earlier on in the year when we were seeing shortages in pistol calibers, two two three, you know five five six. 308, 300 blackout. That when people were going to the shelves to 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 buy, you know, centerfire rifle or pistol ammunition, and they weren't finding it, there might have been some concerns on on their part that, well, maybe I need to pick up some of this shot shell or this hunting ammunition now, so that I have it later on, right? right. So, and that's and, part of that stockpiling that's caused a, a huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'll say this to your listeners is that I really can appreciate the stockpiling and and from us from a financial standpoint we're really appreciative of it but you know get out there and shoot <laughs> yeah uh, so that uh, we can kind of get back on track a little bit because i mean that uh, the, the hardest part about manufacturing is is understanding the ebbs and flows of demand right and when we add capacity like we have um and, and trying to get more components and primers and, and whatnot which is primers tends to be the limiting factor on our ability to uh, produce more. Um, when we increase capacity and we go to put that product on the shelf, if that demand's not there, then we, again, we make capital investments in, in the manufacturing process to, to service the needs, the increased demand. I'm not saying that we need to continue this humongous level of demand, but I mean, it's, it's important for people to understand that like we're doing everything we possibly can to, to, to get them what they want. Um, and more importantly, get it to them in, you know, ahead of season so that they can have it. So if they want to go dove hunting, if they want to go big game hunting, if they want to go shoot clays, they've got everything that, they that, need. That, it's, that it's there. Yeah. So one of the things I really respect and, and enjoy about you, and you're here hunting with your son, which is really <laughs> cool, um, is that you're an avid outdoorsman, always have been. Um, we've talked about that before. Sure, we yep. did another podcast together where, where I learned a lot about your history. Um, so I love that you shoot the products so you understand them. You know a lot about them. We were duck hunting today, and, you know, that was fun. You know, it was, you know, it, and it was interesting to me. You're always looking at, like, okay, you know, how did that one drop? Or, you know what I mean, how, how far can I shoot? You know what I mean? What, you know, how am I patterning? You and me were talking about, you know, different loads and, and stuff. But you guys are still innovating. So in a time when people, you, you can sell everything you have, I love the fact that you guys are still innovating um so let's talk about the shot shells sure uh specifically and some of the cool stuff that you guys are doing on that front um because you are still coming out with really cool stuff when you probably don't have to you're selling everything you have yeah i mean it's it, it is a challenge right i mean in terms of the uh, the resources it takes for us to develop out new products that we that we anticipate that people would be looking for um while at the same time trying to you know fulfill our 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 current product mix um, so that, that people are aware of, um, you know, right at the moment, we've been spending a lot of time um, working on shot shell. Uh, we've got some new, some new products coming out here for uh, 2021. Um, we've got a, a golden, everybody's known of us for our golden, golden series. Yep, yeah. The golden pheasant. So we awesome. got gold, golden pheasant, <laughs> golden waterfowl and golden goose. Yep. Um, so we kind of have, you know, the next level up from, from those type of products is that we have a, a golden waterfowl, golden goose bismuth uh, product that we're that we're ready to release uh, for 2021, uh, a golden uh, pheasant bismuth um, that we've got loaded. Um, so for golden waterfowl, uh, we're doing uh, twos, fours, and sixes uh, in uh, in 12 gauge, uh, fours and sixes in 20 gauges, and then we've got some offerings in 28 gauge as well. I believe fours and sixes on that one, but. Uh, 
you know, it's uh, and then on on the pheasant side, we're you know got twelves and and twenties, and and we got some sixteen gauge in there. We've 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 heard loud and clear from folks that they're they're interested in sixteen gauge uh, for upland. So we're we're doing our best to uh, fill that need as best we possibly can. Um, and uh, so you know that's kind of what we're doing in terms of the the golden series. Um, you know, we reintroduced our golden turkey load. Um, yes, we kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say that the product was a poor performer, but again, there were some enhancements we could make to it. So we worked on the wad, we worked on the pattern, uh, we worked on the load development, and we've got the uh, golden turkey will be back on the shelves this spring uh, in, in a new configuration in our standard, you know, lead offerings. Um, and then on top of that, again, as you're very well aware, and, and we're, you know, I don't want to say we're late to the game, but there's been some some uh, folks that, you know, jumped on the TSS, you know, tungsten uh, opportunities with, with turkey and uh, there's a heavy amount of demand and it performs oh. excellently um, that we've got some uh, 12, 20, and 410 offerings that will be available for spring on, on TSS Turkey. Um, and that would be golden golden turkey TSS is what you'd look for on the shelf. And that TSS is amazing. I mean, a lot of people out there understand it. You're, yeah. You know, you've shot turkey with me before. And yep. I mean, that TSS is a bad load, it's man. It is awesome. Powerful. I mean, it, I mean, powerful. I mean, bad isn't good. Yeah. It is. It, is it, really, it really is. Michelle had to explain to her dad back back in the day, because Muzzy, with the brothers, they said bad to the bone. And mm-hmm. her dad was like, bad? I don't want bad associated with her brother. It was like, no, that's good. Bad is good in today's age. But that is... That is bad news for turkeys at TSS. So, and I'm glad. Are you surprised how many people are going to the 410 for turkeys now? Because that that TSS allows people, you know, with the new chokes. And I guess let me step back. When I was young, I mean, this is scary. You know, I'm I'm, I'm 50s now, but when you shot a turkey at 30 yards, you've done you've done something. You know, because of the chokes and the loads back then. I mean, it was like, man, I shot a turkey at 30 yards and I dropped him. And now, between the chokes, the ammunition—you know—the the shot shells and the different the different material—it is unreal with the TSS. I mean, literally, Michelle's, uh, my mother-in-law, Michelle's mother, before she passed, shot shot two turkey over forty yards with a four ten. Now, red dot that helped as well because you know a lot of people, especially if you don't shoot a shotgun a ton, those red dots are amazing. But to be able to reach out that far with a 410, that's just crazy to me. And when you go to 12 and 20s in the right joke, man, you can really reach out and, and, and I mean, pattern a turkey. It's not like you're pushing the limit. These aren't, these aren't shots that's like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get the turkey or maybe I won't. I mean, this is, you know, 30, 40 BBs in the kill zone, you know, like dropping turkeys in their tracks type stuff. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I, w- I was just thinking about it. Like our, our load development on, on the TSS was we, we spent a lot of time working on it. Like I think pattern densities with TSS is are, again, it's one of the main reasons why it, you know, it, it's densest material that we have and the, the ability to, uh, uh, you know, have also have great patterns, you know, so as we look at, uh, you know, load development, wads we're using uh, and materials, uh, you know, it all factored into our, our, our load development, the product, and we're really happy with where we landed. I mean, we're, we've got densities that are, you know, again, people are looking to have extended range with TSS and, and 410, you know, providing that much more of a challenge um, to, to knock down. And, and it's great to see that, you know, that people are embracing that. Uh, again, 
there's nothing wrong with, with, with 12 and 20 gauge, but um, it's it's pretty remarkable what you can do with a 410 oh. and, and TSS on a turkey. And opening up to, to kids, like, you know, you know, my son Trent is not a big you know what I mean? He's getting big now. He's all of a sudden sprouted <laughs> up in the last year. But even you know, you know, last turkey season, he did not like the recoil from a twelve. Just didn't like it. You know, even if it was one shot, man. If I threw in three inch shell, he was like, mm, I'm not not digging that. You know, twenty, yeah, okay. But the four ten, man, he's staying in the gun. He's way more comfortable. But one of the reasons I love the four ten, and that's one of the reasons I love that you guys are doing the TSS, is because of the reduced recoil. You know, it's just an easier, more comfortable gun to shoot. So you've got older people going out there and using them and not getting their shoulder, you know what I mean, knocked to heck or, you know, popping a friggin', you know, you know what do you call it? You know, contact lens out of their eyeball with wrinkles, <laughs> or, or or separation of your you know, separation of your retina, exactly. Which some of those guns, man, I'm telling you, but but you know, with the 410, you know, the reduced recoil. Um, it's fun to shoot. It's lighter to carry. You know, I think it's added a lot. So I'm really excited that you guys are, are still paying attention, um, you know, to those smaller gauges. Yep. I mean, we're, again, we're, we're focusing that product on, again, for the, those that are looking for it, again, there, there's lots of great companies out there that are, that are making that similar product. I mean, again, not to, again, like I said, we, we spend a lot of time working on it and, um, one of the issues that we can having a material that's so dense, uh, like you said, the chokes, you know, you have to use a specialized choke to, to, to do that. Right. And, and to get the best performance. Out right. Of it. And then making sure that we're, as we're developing out that load, I mean, everybody wants it to hit harder and faster, you know, the faster it goes, the better it is. Well, Sometimes that's not necessarily the case. What we found, some, you know, you is want to blow a choke out. Well, <laughs> we're, we're well it's funny you bring that up. When you have a dense material like that, we were seeing during our testing that, again, if depending on the velocities that we were doing with the low development, that we were seeing scoring um, and, and potential damage issues to to gun. Now, it's yeah. not like we're going out shooting clays, right? So you shoot you know, a couple rounds, you know, in a season. Well, for hardcore turkey hunters, that might be considerably more, but. Um, for the average guy that's going out there to get, or a gal to get, you know, looking to get a bird, right? So, but it's something to be mindful of. So, again, those are things that, you know, where we're doing our load development. It, it may not be the fastest on the market, but we know that it patterns really, really well. And we made every effort we could to make sure that there was no damage to your to your firearm or your or your, uh, your choke. See, and I think that's an important uh, that's an important thing to bring up because R&D is super important. And, you know, a lot of people don't think about that. You know, lead will could form a little bit you know Correct. what i mean it's so yep. soft and you know what i mean usually you know some of that stuff's lower velocities just like you say with trap and skeet things yep. like that but when you're shooting you know ducks geese you know what i mean and you're shooting super hard so i think it's interesting to think about the testing that goes in there a lot of people i think don't think of that you know what i mean as as going through shotgun barrels and you guys are trying to keep from damaging shotguns and jokes yeah so you keep that tight pattern yeah. I mean, it may not, again, I, I, I equate it to, do I want fewer pellets that are moving faster or do I want more pellets hitting my target yeah. and, and doing and, 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 and uh, dispatching that animal as quickly and as humanely as possible? I've never had a turkey uh, duck a pattern. <laughs> in other words, you know, a couple feet per second here or there. Uh, you know, I want, I want I want more birds in the – I want more pellets in the bird, I right. guess is what I'm saying. So let's talk a little bit uh, since we – we had an awesome duck hunt this morning, actually. I think we ended up with what uh, – well, we shot redhead, gadwall, blue-winged teal, green-winged teal, mallards, um, widgeon. 
shot quite a few widgeons. Forgot about yep. widgeons. So I think we shot six species this morning, which was awesome. Um, but let's talk a little bit about some of the some of the waterfowl stuff you guys are doing because I, you know, we shoot a lot of waterfowl, and uh, you know, we rely on you know you guys stuff for the waterfowl shooting that we're doing. So let's talk about like the flyway series. So you know what I mean? Let's talk about some of the different stuff you guys have. There. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about again, we have the golden series, you know, and then we've got the bismuth you know, offering associated with that. But then we also have a, a flyway series, um, which is just our kind of standard you know steel non-tox shot that we've we've been producing for a number of years um you know it, it, it that's great for reasonably priced you know it, what i mean and, and that's where we kind of positioned it right yeah. i mean it's a well, working you know, man's shell yeah it it works it performs um again it's uh, you know everybody pr- provides some some form of steel um waterfowl load uh it's just a workhorse for us you know if you want something that's moving faster, that's a product that's going to be moving faster. Funny enough, I mean, we, we push that at, you know, 1550 um, uh, through most of the loads. Uh, you know, again, a variety of, you know, two and three quarter, three inch, three and a half inch. Uh, just depends on what your, what your flavor, what you're looking at, what you're going after. So right. um, it's, but it, it's a very robust line for us. And it's been, you know, again, a, a key performer for us. And, it, you know, for, for for your listeners, if they're familiar with Fioki, uh, they may not be familiar with uh, the Flyway series. That was something that we had been uh, uh, using. It was under um, uh, Waterfowl Steel was the name of the product uh, originally. And, and so we went, when I came on board in, in October, uh, we went through a complete packaging refresh um, so that we have a new look and feel to, to the line. And you can understand how we strike the product mix, right, between a, a golden waterfowl bismuth and a golden waterfowl in a flyway series you can tell by the the packaging the look and feel so and even uh, the bird i mean I, you know, yeah. I, I like i like I'm, I'm one of those guys that likes to look at it know exactly what it's for right and and that's where again we're you know trying to get out there for uh more consumer shows that again fioki for whatever reason uh, uh we didn't participate in consumer outdoor shows uh you'll see us there uh, more often than not and more going forward um just so that we can you know educate the consumer because when they go to the shelf they're going to see a whole new look to fioki it's the same product that you you were using and purchasing before it's just just the box looks a little prettier (laughs) and with some of the new stuff there's been a lot of innovation added to some of that stuff as well i mean it's uh it's an ongoing battle and i think everybody's you know in the same boat is that you know it you need to produce new products right and and how do we and and more importantly it's not just making a new product it's making a new product that's what a consumer is looking for right. uh you know and and driving for that again like we we've been you know we look at all all facets of you know, especially on the hunting side again that's where, like you said that's where my passion's at so you know it's it's hard for me sometimes when we're talking about well we got hunting shot shell and then we got some target shot trap shell and, and yeah. trap and skeet and i'm like going like we've got a lot of great products in the trap and skeet line uh you know but there's not a lot of area for for innovation, right? Because trap and skeet shooters have very specific things that they're looking for, very specific velocities and payloads and the, and the whole nine yards. And there's little nuances, you know, here and there and, and, and primarily in velocities and it, and not being a, a, you know, competitive shot, you know, clay shooter. It's hard for me to discern like why this one needs to be five, you know, feet per second slower than this one with this particular, you know, weight of, <laughs> 
of a shot and and uh, you know, I don't but, shoot good enough. You know, at at the end of the day, if I if I can shoot and get on target and bust a clay, I'm I'm excited, right? Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> regardless of how fast it's coming out of my uh, my firearm, but uh, um, you know, but you know, on the on the hunting side, um, again, I think there's areas for 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 growth on our end, and that uh, and those are things that we're looking at uh, every day. See, that's cool, and there's a lot of job opportunities right now at Fioki, and you and me were talking about that earlier, because I know sometimes the listeners, because you have a really cool job. I mean, like, you know, let's be honest. You, 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 you've had a couple of really cool jobs, but, you know, marketing for a shotgun company, you get to go test out products. You get to literally get out the field, and you get to try things out, and you get to put your input, you know, in on, on what you think those guys, um, you know, need to roll out. And so, to me, what's fun is if you're in a marketing position, you know, you, you get to do a lot of neat stuff. You get to market that, but you also go out and and test it and shoot it and get to go on neat hunts, you know, like what we're what we're doing right now. And so then you can talk about it and go, well, you know, this is what I found, and, you know, I appreciate that. But there's a lot of people that I think listen to podcasts and go, how do I get a job in the outdoor industry? I've had emails and I've had people go, hey, man, how do I get a job? You know, you, you know, I hear these people that sometimes you interview on these podcasts and they've got the coolest jobs in the world. And, you know, I've talked to guys that have started out in shipping and then moved all the way up into management or, you know, moved into marketing or, you know, so, you know, product development. There's all kinds of different positions. But talk a little bit because um, you guys have really upped your social media game as well for people to see what you guys are doing, some of the new stuff. Um, and there's just some really cool pictures. Like we posted up a picture today, um, yeah. you know, uh, a beautiful one of, uh, you know, one of our, one of our retrievers and, uh, you know, with a couple of the ducks, it was really neat, but tell people how they go to your social media, where do they need to go? And if they're interested in a job, you know, if you talk a little bit about what's available there. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no shortage of openings right now. I mean, uh, most of them are associated with manufacturing. Again, remember yeah. we are talking about all that demand and the, our ability to produce. Uh, if we don't have employees, you know, uh, work in the lines or in the factory or in the warehouse, it, 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 it you know, it, it causes a problem for us. Yeah. From shipping, um, receiving, you're talking about everything, right? You know, machinists, you know, the whole nine yards, you know, that, that you got it right. Uh, you know, our, we post jobs, you know, every week um, on our website at uh, fiokiusa.com. Um, so if you're looking for a job in the uh, Springfield, Missouri area, we're in Ozark, which is just a suburb of, or just outside of Springfield. Uh, in Little Rock, we're, we're growing leaps and bounds down there. That plant is uh, ripe for uh continued expansion as we as we move down uh continue operations down there so missouri or arkansas missouri or arkansas uh if you're looking for you know uh line employees right now primarily um that we are looking for some machinists um again there's always opportunities i i would say that <laughs> i i always feel so flattered when you're like oh you've got the coolest job on the planet right and and i i love my job it's it's great and and i think a lot of it has to do with the the people that you that you get to meet and work with and uh that's that's part of the whole whole experience right and um i don't want everybody to think that i'm just you know those folks in marketing are always just running just around like play, playing around all day long but um <laughs> we do get to you know provide a lot of feedback again i have while i am the director of marketing i i, I guess I, I opened my mouth a little bit too wide in a meeting one time with the ceo and made some comments about hey we need new product 
line. We need to have new product development. We need to have a, you have to have a cadence of, of this. We have to hit seasonality and here's how we'd launch a product. And all of a sudden product management was dropped right in my lap. And so now <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with R and D and, and product management, new product development. So, um, and along with that, you know, again, yes, we do need to work with uh, our media partners to, you know, get the word out regarding products or have the ability to go out and do some field testing and stuff like that. So, yeah, my my position kind of morphs as 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 demand. It's funny that the uh, the marketing aspect of my job seems to be old hat, and the the product development part, which is uh, an interesting you know add on to what I would normally be doing, um, tends to you know take the majority of of my time uh, in working through that because it becomes more of a uh, you know how are we getting the raw materials that we need in order to do that? Is our is our development our load development focused on you know where it needs to be in order to perform and and the platforms that we're using and making sure that we're testing the appropriate platforms for the 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 application and whatnot. So. It's it goes back and forth, uh, you know. I I get the same question from a lot of folks whether I'm just out you know running around and 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 meeting folks or or out at you know other events, consumer shows, right? Again, it's usually where you run into folks. So how do I get a job in the industry? And I would say that there are a plethora of opportunities, whether it be, you know, checking out our website and seeing what we have in the, in the area. Um, the national shooting sports foundation has a, does a great job of posting, um, uh, open positions in, in the industry as well. Um, and, and those are more, you know, spread out all over the U S uh, and, and other locations. So, um, and, and, just looking for the the right thing, right? And, right and don't be, I, I guess my, my, my piece on that one would be is that it's okay to not be, you know, taking a position to get you into the industry, right? Like we were talking earlier about, you know, it, this industry is very uh, relationship intense um, and, and it's knowing people and getting to meet people and understanding and, and, uh, and building those relationships then help foster your ability to, you know, understand where there may be another, other opportunities. So once you get your, you know, find that spot where you want to get your foot in the door and, and then, you know, and you, and you take that position and you do it and use it, leverage it as an opportunity to then meet more people, you know, get FaceTime, you know, and then, you know, keep your ear out for, for other opportunities. Right. So, um, it's, it's, it's not working at its, at its yep. finest. No, that's, that, that's good advice. I'm just impressed that you use the word plethora. I plethora. Throw that, that was a good, good, good word. <laughs> Can't spell it, but I yeah. can say it. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to stab at that, but that was, that was good. Well, Christian, thanks so much for sitting down with me. Um, I hope anybody listening has got a little history. I didn't know 1876, I think you said. 1876. Um, yeah. you know, so check out Fioki, check out the line of, uh, you know, shot shells and, you know, other stuff that they have. Uh, but check out their website, give the website one more time because you guys really are doing a good job of, uh, you know, of growing that. Yeah, we, uh, we launched a new website at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's FiokiUSA.com. Uh, just go on. We try to simplify it as much as we possibly could. So it should take one or two clicks to, to get into the product category that you might be interested in looking at. Um, you know, again, you can always sh- shoot us. Uh, there's ability to ask questions, you know, through the website. Um, and then also on social media, like I said, we're on Facebook and Instagram, um, just posting up, you know, content as, as we uh, develop it out. And if you have a question or concern, feel free to reach out. Uh, we have toll free number on the website if you have uh, questions regarding our product uh, we have our our uh, customer service guru david lane sitting there waiting you can even call him hey david christian said you know to give you a call i got this question right and and That's he will awesome. and he will pick up the phone and it will be david lane on the end of the line so um he's a great guy and and can answer a lot of questions you might have or concerns or, or any issues you might have and uh, we'll happy to help you
Man, Christian, thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down with me today. Congrats on your ducks today. That was fun. And uh, hopefully we'll be at, back at them tomorrow morning. Oh, I can't wait for it. But thank you, Fred. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you.